Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Welcome to Design Much Podcast, Andy. I just said that, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to say it to you. (laughs) You said it. (laughs) You said it to our uh, our beautiful audience. Yeah, I wanted to say it to you. That's okay. That's that's really nice. Thank you for welcoming. (laughs) We got a bunch of new topics in the old topping machine, Andy. Yes, and I. I did see that, and I'm really excited about them. And I would like to thank all of those who submitted topics. Yeah. And if there are any of you out there in the world who still have a topic, you know, something that keeps you up at night as a designer, send it in. Hit us up on our website, um, hashtag design much topics. We'll talk about that at the end, mm-hmm. right? But send in more topics because we, we love to get more topics from you each time. But with that being said, Patrick, should we jump into a topic? Let's do it. Okay. We're gonna fire up the the random topic <laughs> fire chooser. Fire up the machine. Fire up the machine, um, and this time, Patrick, we are gonna be talking about a topic from um, listener Matt Bourne. Ooh. Sent this in. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne wants to know how much design output is informed by observation versus gut. Do you employ max research hours to any given project? What extreme costs have you seen associated with a lack of research? Oh, this is good. This is, this is a couple questions. Yeah. This couple is a couple questions. questions. One. All related. Mm-hmm. All tied up in a nice basket. <laughs> the first one, Andy, how much design output is informed by observation versus gut? Uh, what's your answer to that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, easy answer. I got this right now. Um, <laughs> It, I think it always depends, right? Right, Patrick? Yeah. Like, it depends on what you are designing. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of things that you do have to do by gut um, that you at employ, like your design knowledge and skills that you are doing, you know, that you're actually outputting. Um, and many of those is also informed by research. Um, so it, that's always going to depend on the project you're doing and at kind of the end goal of your project. If the end goal is we really need to make, you know, this experience a good user experience for our users you really need to test your users and make sure that this thing you're designing works but along the lines you're going to have a lot of small pieces of small decisions you have to make as a designer like what color should this button be where should this button be placed Um, all of these things are um, small gut decisions you're making a designer and you can test those decisions but you may not have the time to test every decision you make you can't yeah. test if, if blue works better than red for your, your primary button. Um, you can, but it might take way too long to test every little thing. Right? Yeah, it, could, it, it could take a while, but you can, get, you can get quick observations. Yes. Right? Rather than really crazy analytical stuff, mm-hmm. which I think everybody should probably do more of, is testing your gut. But I think it starts with your gut. Like, I think everything starts with... Yeah. Like, well... Depending, I guess depending on what it is, it might start with an observation that you notice, and then you design something based on that observation, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a little bit of a chicken and egg, I think, in a sense. But I think you have to have both of that in, as part of the process. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? and you're I gonna, think... you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna observe something. You're gonna create something, or you're gonna observe something, and then and then get an insight of some kind, right? And then start to create something. And when you start to create something, you're going off. You're going off a lot of what what your intuition is telling you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I've, I think I've learned this from you too, um, where when you're designing, when you have a new design project, you really want to observe. You really want to do some research before you start designing anything. Um, like what you're saying, because that's probably the better way to go about it because you're going to be designing more along the lines of what your users are telling you um, on the research, um, all that stuff, versus just designing gut. So if you if your PM hands you like, we need to build this feature, and you just start designing it, um, that's going to be 100% gut that you'll then go yeah. test your gut versus if you start with, I am going to actually do some research, and then from that research, I'm going to go design. And then you're, you have yeah. some, some gut things you're doing there, um, but you are designing based off of what the users need, first yeah. off. I think, too, the one thing we get, we get you can't forget about is the fact that if, if we're working, if I'm in a company for five years or four years or something, I'm working on a similar project, then I have a collected knowledge, right? Like mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a bank, I, like me personally, I have a bank of user experiences that I've designed, first of all. Uh, observations I've already seen, interviews I've done, understanding from the users. So I have this I have this whole library of of intuition that I can tap into. Yeah. Right. So I think <clears throat> when we say I think sometimes when we say like we need to do research before we design anything, I think um, because we think that our gut or our intuition is bad, I think we need to rely on our intuition more. When you start out a company, it's probably a little bit more like opposite though. You probably need to come into the company and learn the user. And learn that to kind of build some of that, some of that intuition. Yeah. Um, um, so you build some of that understanding. But I think, for the most part, like we we need to rely on both of the things, like for sure, right? Oh, definitely. And I think people don't. I think designers don't rely on their intuition enough, honestly. And what what do you and how <coughs> how would you say they don't rely on their intuition? What are they doing? Just doing research and then designing off that research? Is that what you're saying? I think a lot of designers rely too much on research and they rely too much on um, what other people are telling them okay I think I think that that's a problem I think in in our in our culture the problem with research is you can't do enough of it and he brings that up you know do you employ max research hours on any given project like mm-hmm. you can't do enough of it like there's not really max research you could do like you can continue to do research. You can just do research all the time and never actually produce anything. Yeah. Right? So, like, there has to be a balance. And at some point, you have to use your intuition as a professional designer to be like, I think we have enough information. Like, even that, right, before we even start designing yeah, anything. Yeah, that's like, true. You have to know when to, like, when to, you know, jump in and go, okay, that's enough for what we need to do. Yeah, which is, by definition, yeah. a gut decision, right? You're deciding at that point. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep doing more research. I'm. I'm ready with this information I've had so far. I'm gonna stop talking to new people. Yeah. And actually start going on. And to go on to his next, the next part of his question: Do you do employ max research hours on any given project? I think this really does depend on how your your system is set up. If you're in an agency or if you're in a SaaS company, whatever, you might have different variables for that. Like how much research can you actually accomplish? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how much time? Like what, what's the time frame on that research? I think you have to do. I think you have to do. I think you have to do it, and I think the max amount of hours is probably dependent on what you're trying, what the goal of the research is. Okay. Right. Rather than like we're going to talk to ten people, you could have a road thing that says we're going to talk to ten people before we start any project, but that may not actually yield you what you need to begin the project. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the best way to answer this question again, it's always 
unfortunately, it depends. <laughs> because in, in the end, you have to decide like what your end goal is. Like what is your goal of the research? Mm-hmm. And, and I think this will help with you making that gut decision of, okay, I have what I need for research, right? But it's going to be like, here's what I want to learn from research. If you reach to, if you come to a point where you've learned that, um, and I don't know if it's like with a certain amount of people or anything, I think you just really want to start seeing a pattern and you've learned something, then you're ready to make that decision. Okay, I'm ready to go design something. Yeah. Um, so, and I think like, yeah, in terms of that max research hours, instead of just putting a number on it, I need to talk to 20 people. It's really, I just, I just need to learn this thing. When I've learned it, I'm good to go. Yeah. And sometimes, like, that, and that works, that works great, like in user testing, research, anything, like yeah. go out, just see the patterns, did I learn it, does the pattern match up, whatever it is, mm-hmm. so you get more into pattern recognition, which pattern recognition should be a skill that every designer should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> going back to other podcasts, episodes, but um, the other thing too is I think using your intuition to start a project is a great way to, to learn what your goal is trying to like what is your goal right I think a lot of times we get a business need from a project and it's like here we're gonna do this thing we've seen the we've seen these two things we've seen that people need this they need this they want this we're not sure how to approach it nobody really does it that way yeah so the first so you can't just be like let's go do research you know like (laughs) so I think sometimes you do have to start off with maybe creating something that you from be like, oh yeah, we could solve that problem if I did this, create that, and then go out and then you know hit a bunch of people, observe how they use it, uh, and then go, okay, that's what our goal should be then. Hmm. Like I think you can use, I think you can flip it around and say like, well before you define the goal, maybe use design, like design something, create something, build something, and then use that as the kickstart to try to define what the goal is. I think that could help with, with some scenarios. I worry, however, that if we relied on that, mm-hmm. then we could um, actually be biasing our users with that. Yeah. We could be getting the wrong information. If we don't know what we want to research and we like go design something, we're leading that path yeah. into what we think it, the solution <laughs> is. And they might say, yeah, this is a good solution. Yeah. It might be a great solution because you're a good designer or you, you know your users very well. Um, but you could be missing out on something that's even maybe less costly to build and very valuable for your users. Yeah. So I think I think you should consider doing that, but you should also consider the ramifications of that decision. Mm-hmm. One thing one thing that I think needs to be considered in the question of observation versus gut too is opportunity cost, like business opportunity cost. Yeah. Uh, and that goes also goes into the reasons why people don't do research reasons why you don't do enough research um, is sometimes you actually have to create something and get it into market yeah so that you don't so that you survive essentially right Mm -hmm. and so I think that that kind of thing you rely a lot on you rely a lot on your bank of knowledge that you already know and you rely a lot on maybe some quick user testing or some observation that way yeah but I think we have to consider opportunity cost in whatever project it is so I think at the beginning of the project like the beginning of any project, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, you should you should probably define what kind of goal, what kind of business need, what kind of user needs, write down your assumptions about the user. I think that's huge. Yeah. If you can write down your assumptions about the user, then maybe you go, oh, I, yeah, we got to do more research. Or, no, we know enough about the user to do this project without doing any further research, mm-hmm. right? I think that might help. Um, so I think, yeah, just setting up right from the beginning and then talking about the opportunity costs. Uh, 
and some some sometimes there's no opportunity cost whatsoever like you just like yeah we can do this whenever we want to yeah um what extreme costs have you seen associated with a lack of research andy have you seen any um i have seen some with lack of research right where where if you go the route of we we think we know what the user needs this is just a quick feature we're just going to build it right and then you take the time to design this thing, you take the time to build this thing, and there's like very little research done. I have done those projects before where we just need it out. And yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll decide to get some observations later, you know, when it's actually out there in the wild, yeah. and then we'll make changes afterwards, right? It's the whole, it's the whole build it, and then, what, what is it, the whole like, uh, totally my brain just turned off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the total lean, the lean method. Let's build it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, where, where I've done things like that, where it's like built, it's been built really quick, we, we just get it out there. Um, or sometimes that build can take a lot longer than we think it's going to take. And then we get it out there just to get it out because we've been building yeah. it for so long, we need to work on something else. Um, and of course, the, the expensive thing about, th about that is that we've taken so much time to build it when we could have been building something that was different or it, it's out there and we realize it actually needs a lot of changes. And so we have to do it again the yeah. right way. Um, so that's extremely expensive way of, of, of research that we're doing. If we get it out in the wild and see them using it, oh, we find out it's to totally wrong. Yeah, This isn't the right product or this isn't the right way to build this product. Um, you have to build it again. Well, and for me, that's the, that, I think that's the extreme cost that Matt's asking about is I think that if you build the wrong thing for your user because you didn't do research, mm -hmm. um, it costs a lot of money. It costs you a lot of money. Yeah. First of all, the company a lot of money, because yeah, you will have to rebuild it. So if you have a, if you have a development team of six, including a designer, you calculate all those salaries. It takes you a month to build it. You build it in a month, you, it messes up, and you don't like it didn't it didn't work right, and you're mm -hmm. like ah well, okay now we got to go back and we got to rebuild this thing, and it takes you an additional month. Yeah. Right. That's that's an additional month of cost that you could have possibly solved by doing a week or two's worth of effort on research with one or two salaries instead of six people. Yeah, which right? is like a big part of like why design this design job exists that we have. Mm -hmm. Like it's to actually try to find out what the right thing is. Yeah. Um, and I think like another cost isn't just like us, us as designers on the product side of the organization building it and, and maintaining it. It's also like, oh, might want to do marketing for this. Yeah. Um, we might want to like we'll pay a marketing team and a sales team to talk about these things and try to sell these things. Mm -hmm. And another cost that's harder to measure is like the the company's um, I guess the users' expectations, um, their experience, um, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The company's um, can't for, <laughs> I can't remember the word. My brain is shutting off too. Um, but basically. Um, what the users feel about the company. So if, if you are releasing something oh, yeah. that they end up hating, then all of a sudden they're gonna um, they're gonna think that oh this company's not gonna do this. I don't, I, you, I lose <laughs> trust in the company, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that's another cost. It's harder to measure, but it's really big. If you realize this company keeps putting out crap because they're not doing any research, you're not gonna keep using their products. Yeah. No, it's true. There's also the extreme cost of doing bad research, Ooh. or doing poor research. Yeah, um, and I think that I think that is where I think a lot of people or incomplete research. Because mm -hmm. um, I've worked on I've worked on projects before, 
<clears throat> worked on a task project over at Canopy, right, where we did a lot of research. Um, we didn't necessarily do probably the research or we didn't interpret it in the right way or we didn't do enough of it mm -hmm. to get the answer. And so a lot of things, like, it didn't get adopted well. Okay. You know, even though we, we knew it would because our research, like, we're like, we got to do research that says if we do this, it's going to be great. And then we did it, and it didn't adopt well, uh -huh. right? Um, and that was either that was either a mistake on 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 us for not um, either doing enough research or making an incorrect assumption from that research, yeah. right? Either way. So, like, even though you're doing research, that's the other thing we should probably point out, is even though you're doing research, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's, like, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And then, then it comes back down to gut and intuition and interpretation, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, like, just because you do research doesn't mean that your product's going to be, like, great, right? Like, if you go out and you say, hey, wh what do you guys want uh, in the product? And they tell you what they want in the product. And you're like, we're doing market research. Yay! Yeah. And then you go back and you build what they tell you to build. And then it fails because that's not what they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a case where you... There's probably an extreme. There's an extreme cost to that, because you did the same thing. You you did research. Yeah. Your research failed. <laughs> you built it. Now you got to rebuild it again, right? Uh -huh. So there's a balance between those two. Um, there's a balance between those two, right? And not doing. I I think you should err on doing some research and some observation all the time. Absolutely. Consist. You know, continuous continuously. So you're continuously learning. And I think along the way you're going to want to make sure that you're doing the right research and and I think that's like of course you're having a research plan that you're yeah. sharing with others that you're getting feedback on and as you're doing that research you're probably going to want to check in to make sure you're still doing the right thing yeah <laughs> well but that way see that way that way is smart because you go back and you say look what what are the three goals of what we're trying to accomplish yeah. in this project yeah and you you take those three goals and you say what are what are we are we trying to learn these things from users what are we trying to actually learn from users mm -hmm. um, and so in your early research that's what you want to learn now when you're just doing like observation type stuff those are more insightful things like those are more I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a good word like those things just happen to you almost right oh they're like think there's small things that you notice yeah and that you it could be in the room watching somebody do something and you'll notice something and another person will notice something totally different yeah yeah so it's like those are like Observations are going to be very personal, I think. Yeah. Um, but you're using your intuition to point out those small pieces that are important. Mm -hmm. And then when you're user testing on the other side and you're using observation, that's a little bit easier. It's yeah. like, you can just, like, oh, they didn't, that failed. Oh, they didn't do it right at all. Yeah. And then you still have to go back to the drawing board and figure out why. Mm -hmm. um, but at least that way you know, oh, well, that thing didn't work. We're going to go back and try it again. And I think that's, again, that's when you would employ some of your intuition to try to figure out why, right? Yeah. Well, why did that happen? Oh, it looks like they clicked through here and they did this. And why does everybody fail? Oh, they don't even know what that word is. We should change that word. Oh, we're too stupid. We use jargon instead of regular words. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of goes back to that. But I think uh, just to kind of sum up Matt's question, I think it's, I think <laughs> to your point, it depends. <laughs> but I think also it really probably depends on again the project. Mm -hmm. When you approach the project, we'll go back to it. Everything depends on the project and what the goal for the project is. Yes. So, so if you clearly do not understand that, then whatever you whatever you do, if you do research and you don't understand the goal of what you're doing, 
if you just build something and you don't understand the what you're doing and the, and the goal, then I think it's going to fail. That would mm-hmm. be my guess. Yeah, that's a good call, man. <laughs> so it goes back to understanding that, I think, going ahead of time. I think I think it really is a balance, though, and I think that's what, that's what makes it an art form is I think a lot of designers are trying to find – they're trying to use research, they're trying to use observation, user testing to <clears> – <clears throat> sorry to validate themselves as designers mm-hmm. um, I think some people try to use that as a springboard to I don't know what I'm doing so I'm going to use research to tell me what I'm doing I think in both of those cases I think they're wrong I think I think it's wrong to use research as a springboard to teach me how to design I also think it's wrong to use research as a way to validate what you're working on so on either end of the spectrum so it's a balance between the two right yeah like we talked to nate sanders about this with confirmation bias a little bit yes as far as like you're you're going out to test something you're not going out to validate something yeah you're going to give something somebody and observe what happens not validate whether or not you you were right your job right (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and whether or not your product was right you know you should be open to your product being a failure which brings it up to the kind of question in my mind is like trusting your own intuition um i think if you if you get too involved in your own intuition i think that's that can be very negative right because then it does become about validation right for your intuition because then it goes well i'm I'm the greatest designer in the world i know what i'm doing like uh if they don't know how to use it they're just dumb right well, it's, so like, it's, it's, it's like it's like a spiral, right? Like yeah. you 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 you, you, ha- you design something with your intuition, you sure got it right, and then it tests really well. You design the next thing, it tests really well. You design yeah. the next thing, it tests really well. The next thing, you're like, do I really need to test this? Yeah, do I even need to test this anymore? <laughs> or 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 you test that third thing, right, and that fails completely, uh-huh. like miserably, and you're like, those guys are idiots. Yeah, yeah all the other ones were great. <laughs> Our users are so dumb. Let's do it. Let's do another five users. These ones don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Just Never test mind. until was, you get the right users. Yeah, that was bad. Let's do it again. <laughs> but I think you have to use you have to use the stuff you learned. If you're not using your gut or your intuition, you're not like yeah. you're not designing correctly. Yeah, if I mean, you're not using research, you're not designing correctly. So it's a balance between. Yeah, it the two. is, and it, it even sounds like even if you're going the research route, you're still making a lot of gut and intuition along the way. Like both of those have to be happening along the way, yeah. no matter what, right? And for me, he brings up like max user max research hours. I don't I don't know if it's like hours necessarily. For me, it's more pattern. It's more pattern recognition. Yeah, you define the goal. Go start doing some research and see what you come up with because it could be three interviews mm-hmm. and or it might be 13 you just you don't know it could be three interviews nailed it one user test done and you're like okay we got what we wanted or it could be you know a lot of research and then a lot like exhaustive user testing to manipulate stuff and get things down the right way so i think i think not doing research is not i think you open the door to to fail and i think you open the door to some incur some bigger costs mm-hmm. if you're just making assumptions and also of course as you said doing research for the wrong reasons or in the wrong way yeah. will bring those those costs up as well so um use use observation and gut and <laughs> um, research the right way yeah. and so you don't bring any extreme costs <laughs> to your company yeah so how Easy. much how much design <laughs> output is informed by observation versus gut 50%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't even think it's versus. I think it's combination of the two. Yeah. Your your design output should have like if you were to chart your design output on any project, it should have like the bar chart would be like hundred percent output, and half of it might be uh, research and observation, and the other half might be gut, and then the next project might be seventy percent gut and thirty percent research. You know. Yeah. Which you know what it's what makes this job interesting, Patrick. Yeah. Um, because. Um, there's never a time as a designer when I don't like take the time to question myself. Like, like I just like start going like, oh, what am what am I doing here? Not in terms of like what am I doing for my job, but like in this project, is this really right? And I like question my gut, right? Like I'm always like, I'm always like questioning myself in some way, mm-hmm. um, because if I just did straight research, and that's, that's all I did, and I didn't employ any of my gut um, or have any of that risk involved with my employing my gut then it would be a boring job. And I also don't think I'd be doing the right thing, right? No, no. I'd be designing crap. <laughs> so that's that's what makes this very interesting and, and yeah. challenging. As, as a designer, like the gut um, that you bring to the table, <laughs> which kind of gave me a weird visual right there, the gut that you bring to the table is like, is why, what makes you a good designer. It's not yeah. just knowing how to do a research, like the process of research, but it's also like, how you're employing your insight to that research mm-hmm. and then making design decisions based on your insight, all that yeah. stuff. And if your output, if you, um, what am I trying to say here? If you, if you're releasing a product, your design output is this thing, right? And you're giving it to the engineers. Or let's just say the engineers have built it and you're releasing it to the wild now. Okay. If you're so sure that you did enough research on that project, <laughs> it's probably you you probably did something wrong. Yeah. If your gut is telling you that yeah, this is we're acing this, this is hundred percent, like my gut's saying all day, every day or this is this is correct, then you probably messed up. Like if you have such surety in your research and your gut and the balance of the two or one or the other when you release a product, mm-hmm. I think you probably misstep somewhere. I think that's probably true. Because um, you should feel you should feel like you should be a little bit nervous, right? Yeah, like, you should be like a little bit. This nervous could go really bad, you and you're totally gonna get fired. <laughs> this is like seventy yeah. thirty. Like it's <laughs> like you should have a question. In my mind, there should always be like a question: like, did we do this right? Did we do this right? And I think part of that, I think if you have that question, it reflects one on who you are as a person, because it should reflect that you're a humble designer. Because you're yes. like, okay, at the end of the day. We just did the best that we could, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> we just we're going to put something out there, but then also it does it does speak to your approach as the, as a, to the project. You feel like you've done enough, but there's always going to be questions. Yeah, you feel like you're comfortable with it, but there's always there's always and there's always something that might be better, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you have that feeling, I think you're doing it correctly in my mind. So if you're a designer that is uneasy about your your output, you're doing the right job. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I've told you this before. Like, yeah, uh, when I've had people ask me, like, do you, hey, when when are you a senior designer? How do you know when you're a senior designer? I'm like, the question's really easy. Like, whatever the company can call you anything, uh-huh. but when you become a senior designer in your heart, right? Like, in your heart, <laughs> in your heart, in your mind, Andy, like you know it is when you know you suck as a designer. Yeah. Like, you start out going, I suck as a designer, and then you learn a little bit, and then you get really arrogant and cocky about your design skills, 
you're not a senior designer yet. Yeah. The day that you come crashing down to reality <laughs> and be like, dude, I suck at this, <laughs> is the day that you're a senior designer and you can move on and design better things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, good question. Very good question. I hope I that answered your topic. question, Matt. Um, yeah, if you guys have more topics, we need more. We got a bunch of them. Uh, we got a bunch of them in the in the in the hopper now, but we want more. We always want more. We do. Twenty twenty, we're gonna try to do this every week, so we need like we need a shit ton of topics, Andy. Yeah. So send us your topics. Send us your topics. You can go to here's some avenues for you, Andy. If you and if you have a project, the, or, or if topic, I have any topics I want to. Okay. All you right, can go time. to designmuch.org/contact. And you can fill out our pretty little form there. Put your name, email address, subject, you know, topic for design much. Yeah. Uh, send us a message that way. You could go to the. You could leave a. You could leave a comment on an episode and hashtag the comment on an episode. Design much topics. Mm-hmm. Right. You can send us an email at topics at designmunch.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of ways to do it. So, or, or tweet it, or LinkedIn it, or uh, TikTok it. You could TikTok. Do you think anybody TikTok a I, video I'm of sure themselves talking about a topic? Them. Yeah, I'm sure there's so many. If you want to send in a TikTok, we'll we'll air it, right? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> we'll put the audio. We'll put the audio in, <laughs> and we'll watch it and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> are you on TikTok? Maybe? No, I'm no, not. No, I'm not either. I'm too old to be on TikTok. <laughs> That's for teenagers. That's for young whippersnappers. It is. <laughs> cool. All right, that's it. We solved. Did we solve mass problem? Probably not. He's probably like, all they said was depends. Yeah, I feel unsure about if we solve that problem or not. So that means we did a good job, right? Yeah. According to our <laughs> according to our statement. philosophy, it works. <laughs> we did it. Good luck with that, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, Andy. See you.